Blog Talk Radio. backwards in time to uh, (laughs) the land of prohibition. You guys, do you remember when weed was illegal? When they, like, if you got caught with this plant, they would, they would, you know, grab you and, and put handcuffs on you and like lock you in a cage and steal your money and your time and your freedom and stuff. I know this is hard to believe, but they still do that in Texas. It's crazy, but I'm I'm having a good time here despite that and the humidity I'm here to get some RV repairs done and, and visit some good friends of mine. Uh, Patrick Smith, the uh, former candidate for not governor of Texas, and Quinn Aker of the, uh, of the Garden of Eden, and, uh, who, was, who was a victim of a stabbing recently. Very, very interesting story there. And, and my good friend, Corey Watkins, big champion of uh, marijuana legalization. And I'm going to be interviewing some of his friends who do open carry marches for uh, weed and guns this weekend. Looking forward to that. What about you, Bo? What you been up to? Oh, working, 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 working. Um, Had some issues with the copyright office, but I think I've got those resolved. So our, uh, our uh, next album should be uh, in the works here pretty soon. I mean, all the songs are done. I just got to wait for the copyright to come in and then, uh, wait, 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 wait. What, why are you doing copyright? Um, well, just you want to get the government involved in your music? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Um, you brought it up really, intentionally, didn't you? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's uh, I don't I really don't think anyone would ever use our music because most of it is so anti-government, anti-establishment. Um, just not 
not really commercial when it comes to when I mean by commercial I mean you couldn't put it on a commercial because it wouldn't promote your product. <laughs> wouldn't do that very good. <laughs> Which was funny because we do have Don't buy yet. stuff, don't um, buy stuff. Commercialism sucks. Consumerism is evil. <laughs> yada 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 Verizon. Yeah, I just well, yeah, like it's more like work. for example, we have a jazz song, right? And it's it sounds really good and it's got a nice uh groove to it. And uh, we we had a guy in, a, in our band at one point who, um, I shouldn't say we, because it's a weird situation where Scott was in a different band, had this guy join that band. Then later, before I'd ever met Scott, same dude joined my band for a while. And then later, I met Scott, and we had both found out that we mutually kicked this guy out of our bands at different times. And yeah. this person... <laughs> said uh, about this jazz song he was like man that's a great tune i could do, couldn't you just like see that in a lincoln commercial or something and i was like <laughs> dude the first the first line of the song is uh let's paint the town red and tear down our government i don't know if lincoln's on board with tearing down the government dude <laughs> so i mean but if they are yeah. i'd talk to him I talked to him about it. Yeah, if they were like, "Yeah, fuck the government," right? I'd be like, "I'm listening." How are we gonna? Yeah, fuck the, government? the thing is, you know, you and me? But, but, hold on, I like think I don't, I don't mean to dash your hopes for this like corporate reform fantasy, but right, no, the, it never happened. The, the, the people, like, it's it, 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 it's sort of like what are the odds of you know the mo uh, you know a random hardcore statist who's well, there's a quote, and I, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, and I'm not even going to remember the name to attribute it to, but it's something like, it's very hard to convince a man of something when his salary depends on him not understanding it. And Ooh. that's the thing about, about Lincoln. That's the thing about, like, all of these, you know, the, the, the corporate intersection with music, that everybody who's in any position of corporate power has already, like, taken his balls and cut them off and put them in a glass and handed them to uh, you know, either a banker or a bureaucrat somewhere and said, here, if I do anything that you don't like, just pour these into a blender. And that's, that's, that just, just, that's who you're talking about. Those are the decision makers. Yeah, yeah. Well, and not to mention, if we didn't have a government, they couldn't incorporate. And so uh, businesses couldn't be people, and therefore they wouldn't have any rights. And it'd be a lot easier to take them down when they did heinous shit. So, there's that. Yeah. So, wait, I, I, but, still, I, still, I still sort of missed it. What was the justification for you getting copyright on, on your music? I don't know, man. I guess it's just ritual at this point. Plus, a lot of the distributors, that's the other part. A lot of the distributors require you to have a copyright. Like, for example, I use a company called uh, DistroKid because they're the cheapest, and they put your shit everywhere, and they let you keep all mm. the profits. All you do is pay a yearly um, fee, which is really, really reasonable. But one of their things is um, it has to be copywritten. Hmm. So, in other words, they now, don't like, have I can't, to deal I with can't... any legal issues. Yeah, yeah see, I, I, I just, just to make my position clear, you know, uh, intellectual property 
is unethical. Either you have real property or you have this fake idea of intellectual property. And if you have basically intellectual property is a government racket that allows them to point guns at you for doing something that you have a right to do with your own property. That's just, you put it like that, you go, holy crap, duh. Of course that's unethical. Um, and yeah. it, it, I, it, it's sort of like I, I can't, uh, you know, it, 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 in, in other words, it's unethical to use violence or force to stop or stifle uh, or extort people in, in any way that impedes with the free flow of ideas. And right. music is an idea. Anything that can be turned into data is an idea. And if it's not interfering with someone else's physical property, it's okay. So if, if you know, you make music and I buy your CD and I copy it, then that's, that's legal for me because it's my property. I'm doing what I want with it. Now, there's, which, there's, yeah, there, I, I will make one, do. well, I, I'll make one sort of caveat to this, which is that you could use intellectual property as a metaphor. You know, like if, if you and I were, were writing a book together, and you know, or or making an album together. Even we we decided to call what we're producing intellectual property for the sake of writing a contract about it, for the sake of having an agreement of how to handle that and to not let that information out or to let other people share that information. That's one thing. And I, to to get to your position, Bo, because I don't want people to think I'm some kind of dickhead here, just trying to be like, yeah, oh, you talk to a government agent, you're evil. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> I can't blame you for getting, you know, copyright on your music any more than I can blame you for driving on government roads. It's kind of silly. And it's kind of like getting a government marriage license, right? And, and we all know how, how ridiculous and evil that is. But if there's, you know, if, if there's a, 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 a corporation, which is a, a effectively a quasi-branch of government, that says, you know, yeah. we'll, give your, we'll, give you, we'll share your health benefits with your wife if you're married, uh, legally married by government, but not if you're if you're not, then I can't like fault you for making that decision. Although it's, it's even then, it's still usually a bad decision because you know inviting government into into your marriage as a third party is uh, you know a terrible idea, especially uh, when when you have kids. So, but I will draw a very very firm uh, ethical line here for you and and for any other musician or any but any other creator of. Uh, you know, a creative content or, or creator of uh, of any unique uh, intellectual product, that it is, it is unethical for you to then use the government to stop someone else from using what you have created uh, as as in, in terms of data uh, or ideas well, or intellect. And I assume that you're not planning on doing that. No, I was going to say, let me be clear. Scott and I have said many a time on this show. Uh, if you want to upload our shit to Pirate Bay, what the fuck are you waiting on? If, if you even thought, <laughs> yeah. should I? You've waited too long. You, that shit needs to go <laughs> up there. Not, we can't yeah, do yeah. it ourselves. No, yes. That's fucking. You can't do that. You gotta. Somebody else has to do it. You know. But <laughs> Don't ask permission. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. Really, we care about getting it out there, and that—that's really the reason is because when it comes to the music industry, which it shouldn't fucking be an industry, but whatever, we live in a corporate world thanks to government. If you want to yeah. incorporate, you ask the government to do it, right? It's a government-ordained status, and people, a lot of people don't get it. 
they're like these big fucking corporations, man. If there wasn't a government, they'd take over. It's like they wouldn't be incorporated. What do you mean? That's a government says that they're incorporated. If there isn't a government, they're just a regular old business, and you could tear them down if they fucking murder somebody in your family with poison. You know, you just fucking go burn it down. Who gives yep. a shit? Who's gonna stop you? You know. You have every right to defend your family if, like, you know, DuPont's poisoning an entire river and an entire couple cities are dying. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Well, well, to be you know, to be to be a little more practical, realistic. Yeah, we would. We, if you didn't have government stopping you from getting real justice, we would have. Well, first of all, you wouldn't have the. I mean, every 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 company uh, in a, in a free market exists with the consent of every customer, every employee every consumer and that consent can be withdrawn immediately. And generally in order to, to maintain that consent, they would have to uh, be subject to a, a legitimate system of tort justice. That is if they wrong you for your property, that they are held accountable for it. And of course we just, we don't have that today. In fact, it's, it's government that protects corporations from accountability. You right. know, all that. Right. And on top of that, it's gotten worse with all the uh, mandatory arbitration that just about everybody has latched on to. So anyways, here we are with the music industry. And why copyright? Well, I'll give you an example. If I were to go to, and I've done this, and it doesn't work. If I were to go to these music, um, not just the distributor, but the outlets, because they say on their websites, you can go direct. Come on over and just upload your stuff, and we'll review it and deem it worthy. And they don't deem it worthy if you do it yourself. They're like, who's this fucking asshole? Um, but if you go through a distribution company, then they'll deem it worthy because they know the distribution company and you've paid your dues. And on top of that, since the distribution companies have rules that say, well, it's got to have a copyright, then all the legal bullshit's taken care of and they don't have to worry about any of that. Example. Yeah. Spotify. Well, you know what? I mean, Spotify's part, I, part of me is like, we're, we're 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 on the. I, know, I totally, I totally, yeah, I totally respect that. I mean, there, there are examples now, though, aren't there, of 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 people, of 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 musicians who have who have gotten around this, who said, you know what, screw it, we don't need the distributors. We're on the internet. We can connect directly to our fans. And I mean, I understand it's it, it, it's it's a different challenge, and it might make it harder to compete, but you. We're not there yet, those and ones, I, I hate to admit this because I'm. What's that? I said those successes come in waves. You get, you get surges of that, and then they somehow they fucking they find a way to tamp it down. A good example is yeah. Tool, right? Like Tool for the mm. longest time wouldn't sign a contract, and they built up a fan base over a long fucking period of time, just playing out. Mm. They didn't even have albums. And the labels mm. knew they were in demand. And so eventually uh, the labels broke down and said, what the fuck do you want in the contract? So they got to make their ah. own And that's why they were able to make albums so fucking good for the longest time. And I can't remember what it was, but the reason they haven't been making albums in the longest time is because something happened. And they've been in a legal standoff for uh, forever that I don't even know if it's going to stop. That's why you saw A Perfect Circle, Pucifer. I don't even know what else. There. I think there's another one that Maynard James Keenan uh, was working on. But the reason he had to do that is because Tool wasn't allowed to make albums. 
this is what happens, folks. There doesn't need to be fucking government. We shouldn't have corporations, and art shouldn't have these restrictions on it. But, you know, the industry finds its way to choke out the talent and make sure that they can keep that stranglehold on, you know, making making everything pop formulated so that, you know, they can feed it to Clear Channel, and Clear Channel will push only the things they're paid to push. But we've got so I got I got to ask you a question, Bo, because I'm, I'm I feel like I'm part of the problem here, at least in in a small way. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm spreading a, a message that that gets people, you know, thinking away from established systems of order and control and yada yada. And I can toot my horn all day about crap like that. But when it comes to my own habits here, um, I like I. I listen to music at the gym mostly. And I listen to music sometimes when I'm driving. I'm I'm not like a huge connoisseur, so I'm lazy. You know, I want I want efficiency. I want to be able to say, give me a big awesome mix of music that sounds like that. So I go to Pandora, yeah. and yeah. I give Pandora ten. Yeah, see, I, so I give Pandora. Ones. What's that? They were one of the first ones. I tried the whole do-it-yourself routine. And they were one of the first yeah. ones that I tried. And after going through their system, which I found out what their system actually is, they explained it to you once you actually go through it. And it's it's bullshit. Um, which well, you hold on, I don't want to talk about Pandora. Here. Hold on, I don't want to talk about Pandora. Like, because I, I know that it's part of the problem, which is why I just okay. wanted to mention it. Um, oh, I got because, like. You know, I pay I pay ten dollars a month for Pandora One, where I get the uh, you know ad free and and I get like it's like I have a personal DJ. Well, my problem is my DJ only plays corporate fucking music. You know, <laughs> and it's like wait a second, and we it, it's still like it's it's a like I I I have a richer music experience now in 2018 than I did you know as a teenager when I was buying CDs and I used to buy those like CD a week things. Like I was a sucker for that crap, but right. uh, there's less like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the, the corporate interests in the music industry are getting a big squeeze right now because of the internet and, and pirating and, and bands saying, we don't need you. Right. Oh, they're having a struggle. Don't get me wrong. Okay. They're they're having a really hard time figuring out all of the ways around it. Now, like so what you mentioned about being lazy, they know that a lot of listeners are lazy and they'll turn to things that are simple. So, it wasn't it didn't take long for Pandora to go from, you know, it seemed like every day you heard something you've never heard before to all of a the sudden there's a rotation that you're like, why is there nothing new, though? You know, why mm-hmm. did I listen to the station that I started four years ago and nothing new has ever come on? I swear I've heard everything that plays, all like, I don't know, probably 150 songs that they rotate on this, this one channel. Why don't they ever think to interject, inject something new? I think it's just because at some point they got taken over and it was one of it was probably some big uh corporation that has to do with this industry that just decided okay we got to tamp this down make sure that we go with our labels stop with all the indie people which is why they shut me down the second cuz I tried the indie route doing it yourself 
and they were like, oh, no, can't do that, uh, which I shouldn't have done that. I should have waited. I thought about it, and I was like, I should probably wait till I go through a distributor. But I was like, no, what if it works? Fuck them. Maybe I can do it myself. No, they shut you down. Their system's bullshit, too, now. All they do is they have one guy in the office listen to two of your songs and decide whether they like it. And I don't mean it's the same guy for everybody. I mean, out of the, I don't know, 50 people whose jobs that it is to listen to people, you know, new songs coming in, what if that one guy doesn't even like that genre? You know? Right. Oops, wrong guy, and they turn you down, and that's it. So what... So what what's the option for someone like me and and are we just like are, are, are we gonna wait? Is there gonna be can we get can we like I'm going like all right there's got to be a blockchain answer for this. Someone's got to be working on this. There's got to be you know like a uh, there's got to be a free version of Pandora that's better that's just saying you know that's operating like in Thailand or or you know in um, I don't know where in in uh, the Cayman Islands. Right, that's that's gonna rip yeah. all the music in the world and just have it on a you know a blockchain database and function like Pandora and be you know next to free and have a way for you to tip musicians directly. Like, tell me, so please tell me someone is working on that. I would imagine somebody is working on it. I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you who because I've heard, I've heard of companies through the grapevine, and each time I go, mm, I look into it a little bit. And either they're not far enough off the ground to be worthwhile, <clears throat> and it's a lot of overlapping. Like, um, oh, what was it, Groove Shark? Have you heard of Groove Shark? Yeah, that was one that, yeah, I used Groove Shark for a while. Have, it seemed to have a, a promising start, and then there was just like a shitload of overlapping. What I mean by overlapping is a lot of people uploading the same fucking songs over and over and over and over, and, over. and then you're you're then you get drowned out when you do searches. And then you just get a shitload of the same song or something, and you're like, I was not even looking for that, but just because these letters mm. are in that same song, I can't find what I'm looking for. At least that was my experience at first, and this was a few years ago. So I don't know if it's changed lately, but uh, that one seemed promising. That's just what I'm telling you, man. Like Somehow it seems to get drowned out. I don't know if it's you know, uh, corporate uh, espionage doing it, or what? But it, they don't want you to be able to do that. They don't like the idea of letting the artists have their day. They they want to have all the all the money. And if you talk to artists, they they feel drained, man. They feel like they're not getting shit. That's why title was even a thing. Think about that. Title popped mm. up because people like Jay Z and. Uh, Jack White and, uh, fuck, I can't even remember all the people. There's, but there's a shitload of already very famous people claiming that they weren't getting yeah. paid enough from all of the streaming sites. Yeah. So they were like, fuck it, let's start our own. And at first, when I heard of Tidal, they made it sound like, oh, it's by artists for artists. And it's like, no, it's by the already famous ones for the already yeah. famous ones because they believe they're worth more. No, yeah. I, I don't want to knock them. You know, even though I don't like them, but I don't care for their their art. 
you know, other people do, and sure, that might be an avenue you want to go down if you really care about that. And you'd rather them have the money before Spotify, etc. But I also wouldn't call that a solution because, you know, my music's on title, but is anybody going to go there to listen to that? I mean, the people that promoted it and started it are the same people on the radio. So the people who are going to title are the ones that are the most lazy when it comes to wanting new music. They're like, well, I just listen to the FM. That's it. What's the big deal? And it's like, oh, okay. Okay, you're one of those. I got it. You think you think that Beyonce's new song was really a hit? Okay. <laughs> you think Rihanna's you think Rihanna's deep when she's talking about that birthday cake, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, uh. this is the world we live in, man. I didn't mean to hijack the show with music shit. Um, oh, it's more interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, we've talked about talk politics about... plenty of times. Politics, right? see, politics is politics is obsolete. Really, it is. And Already. they've made themselves obsolete by destroying everything that humans love, like music and the arts. They think they can fucking get their fingers in, in there, make it an economic thing, uh, try to milk it, you know? And then it, it just it, it dwindles humanity down to what it is right now, where, yeah. you know, the, the latest thing that we had to argue about was Hillary and Trump. And, yeah. you know, for, for a lot of us, we were just like, man, what has happened? <laughs> You know, and for a very select few of us, we're like, Ron Paul was already there. Where were you fuckers when he was saying the shit Trump was saying, only better and even more free? Now you're pissed off enough to like a Ron Paul type, but you don't have that choice. All you had was Trump. What the fuck? And his son, Rand, is like, I don't even want to call him Ron Paul light. He's like... Uh, I don't know. Is there is there like a <laughs> an offshoot beer? He's like I don't know, O'Doul's or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's like the wine cooler. Yeah. How about that? Is that? <laughs> yeah, he's at the party, but every, no, there's not a lot of people drinking it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? No, no, no. I got a better analogy. If if, if Ron Paul is a gin and tonic, then Rand Paul is what that guy drinks as like soda water with a lime. So people think he's drinking, but they're not. Really oh, drinking. right. He's just fooling everybody. Hey yeah. guys, I'm kind of tipsy <laughs> on this, uh, limey soda water. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Uh, but the, yeah, this is where we're at, man. So I don't know. Scott and I are, we're just here to poke a stick at everything. Really? And so we kind of, we do what we can with music and we'll go through the whole rigmarole because our mentality at this point is like, it's so far gone. What can we do to just get the most people to hear it? That's really all we care about. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's ideology and you hear the ideology. It's in the music. You'll hear it if you want to or not, or you'll take your whole other take on it. Cause not everything is direct in our music, but, um, so, I don't know. We figured, how can we get it out there the most? That's what we did. 
So it is what it is. And I've never stopped looking for alternatives. But because uh, I don't, I, I took me this long to get on Spotify. Spotify has been around for Jesus almost as long as Pandora, if not as long. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get on Pandora first, and I neglected Spotify all this time. And then I hear lawsuits about Spotify. And the funny thing is that Scott got a letter. <laughs> Scott, I wish he was on here so he could tell you about it. He got a letter in the mail from a lawyer saying that Spotify stole some of your music and used it illegally. <laughs> and and, and uh-huh. so he, he calls me and talking about it. And he's asking me, like, what the fuck, dude? What is Spotify doing? And I was like, we're not on Spotify. And he's like, well, I got a letter from a lawyer. And I'm like, but we're not on there. And uh, he's like, well, what should we fucking do? This guy, this lawyer seems to think we are. I'm like, dude, you probably got a lawyer from just some agency that fucking looked up all the people who copyrighted anything in the past whatever and just hoping that they tried to get on Spotify. And he's like, either way, should we just run with it? And I was like, you know, I'm half tempted to just go with it and just just call the lawyer and be like, I don't know, man, and just play dumb and be like, you're the guy that said they used it. I don't know when they used it, whatever. I guess they did. Fuck them. Let's get in on this. Um, But that was actually kind of the thing that Scott was like, maybe we should get on Spotify. (laughs) I don't know. we're, We're so shameless when it comes to the music. It's, you know, we put our heart and soul into it, but we will plaster it over a bathroom wall if that's what it takes. We don't fucking care. Whatever gets, yeah. you know, because all it takes is, is that one person to hear that one song to make them perk up, you know, and, and be maybe a little bit more enlightened or maybe just change their outlook on something. That's what matters to us because we're we're in a time where that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. And music is still one of those things, I think, that still touches people in that way that can turn their their eyes to a different uh, perspective. It did for me when I was growing up. You know, I'd say Pink Floyd changed me into a different person. And uh, Rancid, Dead Kennedys, The Offspring. Like I wasn't a drug user, so me listening to Pink Floyd, it was I was listening intently on the lyrics and. Mm. Every single way they phrased something, it just spoke to me. And that's one of those things that that really grabbed me and made me want to do something like that. So, I don't know. I think the arts are something that I hope, I really hope comes back into a bigger, you know, foray than it is right now. Because a lot of people don't give a fuck about art, um, at least in their daily lives. You know, the, yeah, they need music, but they don't. I don't think they think of it as art. I think they think of it as just a distraction or something to get them through the day. Something to, like you said, well, something to work out to. You know, nobody really sits down and listens to a whole album to get a message. Like, when I was listening to Pink Floyd, I was, like, so excited to buy a different Pink Floyd album that I didn't have. That's what I would do. I'd sit down and listen to the whole thing start to finish. Nobody bogging me. No, Nothing going on only focused on the album. And I don't think people do that much anymore, do they? 
Do you know anybody that does that? <laughs> it's been a while since since I have. Even then, like it's yeah, yeah, it's there's so many. We're we're in that era of of, of information overload. It's like what's wait, why am I why am I like listening to music without watching the video without playing a game on my phone without talking to someone and getting drunk and high and forgetting about <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, I, I have a bit of a background in music. I don't get to talk about this very much, which is why like, this is kind of interesting to me. And I think, I think most people, you know, it, it's um, very few people know about me, but when some, sometimes when people ask me about, you know, my skills as a public speaker, uh, I, point out that uh, I was a theater geek growing up. You know, I was in a major production every year and most of them were musicals and I was in choir. Uh, you know, I, I uh, sang Carmina Burana, you know, Carmina Burana, Carl Orff. Um, even if you don't know it by name, you know the song. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to play it. You're going to recognize it right away. Give me a second. I got my computer in front of me. Okay. <clears throat> Here it comes. All right. Let's see if this is From the University of California, Davis Symphony Orchestra. All right, hold on. This is, they're like warming up here. Let me see if I can. Can, can you just, I don't need to hear the symphony orchestra warming up. Although uh, I've, I've always loved the sound of the see. symphony orchestra warming up. That's true. It is. It is. Uh, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to show you guys a song here. All right. Hold on. Now I've got applause. So this is from the Copenhagen Royal Chapel Choir, DR Symphony Orchestra, Carmina Burana. All right. They're they're bowing. Gosh darn it. All right. Here it comes. No wait. played movie music right but the right. the whole yeah, thing yeah. is about an hour long and to it, it's a uh, like a full choir and an orchestra together and it is oh it is an hour? doing that hmm that's an hour the whole whole hour for that song yeah and 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 doing it live in you know this was in college when I was in the in, in the college choir. It was uh, a whole other experience. I mean, to be immersed in the music, but like it, it's almost like that's what it would take for me to really experience music again, as, as fully and richly. And it's like, you know, before I get back into music, I got to take care of this government thing. Give me a few years. But uh, right, I, I played I played guitar and piano, and I played saxophone and trumpet as a, as a little kid. So I do have, well, shit, I have some. Dude, you uh, want to join Blue Vino? <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
soon as we dissolve the federal government. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm there. Yep, I'll take you. I just I got it. I got it. I got I got like I got a couple other little things on my to do list I got to take care of first and, and then I'm right. 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 Uh, but what, right. What, what what I if you don't mind I want to I I want to kind of turn this to a, a bigger philosophical point uh, yes, that I, that I haven't really connected to music yet and and I kind of want to get your take and actually the like I I I do. I don't want to say I follow, but in in the bigger picture, I'm definitely aware of the the shifting trends in music. I'm definitely aware of you know, like I was on I was on Napster, you know, when Napster was 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 first the thing. Um, yeah, I did. And, and Napster you know, was the really shit. Really big in, into that, and and I was like, I mean, when I was a kid, and 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 Napster happened, I was like, oh my gosh, music is great! Oh, look at this! This is like it's a new world. And I was I was super excited about that, and it's been shit twenty years since at least. I mean, I'm thirty six. I know I was doing that like by the time I was sixteen. So you know, it's it's definitely been twenty years at least since you know we've had yeah, that the right. internet. It's probably uh, maybe a little longer than that because I wasn't driving when that came out. And um, ah, okay. Well, so, I'm 33. Well, anyway, so. hold on. Let me let me let me get to yeah. Let me just get to the bigger point here because there's an idea that I've been obsessed with, and you, this is going to blow your mind if you haven't heard me talk about this before. Because I've only been talking about it for a couple of weeks. It's only recently that I really formulated it like this. I mean, you know, you know from from talking to me that that my my politics uh, have been uniquely informed by technology. You know, I'm a big fan of of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And, and technology moving humanity forward and rendering government obsolete. But I came, I came to a really uh, stunning realization uh, just a few weeks ago. And this is something that's like really, for, for a second, made me question my entire life's purpose and, and cause and, and, you know, standing up to government and fighting for freedom. And it's that, I can say with 95% certainty, in 10 years, government will be no more than 5% of its current relevance in our lives. In 20 years, I can say that with 99% certainty. And there are a cluster, there is a cluster of what I call government-ending technologies that are, are not just going to render... Just, you know, I, I use the phrase render government obsolete a lot, and I think that's a terrible implication behind that because it suggests that at some point government was useful. At some point government was not obsolete. At some point it was the right thing for humanity to do, and that's never, ever, ever <laughs> been the case. Um, right. But, yeah. but in terms – but these, these are government-ending technologies because they will literally make it impossible to govern. Now, here's one example. I'm going to start with something very conservative, very obvious, with a technology that's already here, self-driving cars. We already have all the technology we need for self-driving cars. Elon Musk says they're two years away. Other conservative estimates say, you know, maybe 10 years away. I think it's, it's somewhere in between there. But, uh, and a lot of people say, oh, well, it's going to be, you know, 20 years before, you know, everybody gets self-driving cars and they replace non-self-driving cars. I, I disagree because I think that there's going to be a kind of adaptive kit at some point that you're going to be able to install in a non-self-driving car and, you know, for a few thousand dollars, turn it into a self-driving car. It's, it's just, it, it can't be that complicated or that far beyond our reach at this point. But here's where I'm going with this, self-driving cars. 
You can't pull someone over when they're not driving a car. 42%, according to the Federal Bureau of Justice Statistics, 42% of all traffic, or excuse me, of all interactions with police are at traffic stops. Right away, just this one technology, nothing else changes. No, no change in the pattern. This is my, my, my numbers on this are based on the assumption of zero libertarian activism. Zero. Zero libertarian activism. This shit happens anyway. So, organic. next thing. Yeah, it's organic. Yeah, right. Next thing, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Now, y'all have studied at least a little bit of monetary policy, enough to understand that the Federal Reserve is fucking evil, that it's a I think not most giant of mechanism. I should know that by now. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a giant mechanism of theft. It is stealing to fund all of the greatest evils in the world. And, hey, guess what, government? We made our own money. We don't need yours anymore. Fuck you. Go away. That's what Bitcoin is. Like, that's, that's like, something. Now, I'm, I, you know, you can say, okay, well, if government didn't have the money racket, you know, we would still find a way to, to tax us and steal from us and fund evil and blah, 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 and it, Taxation is theft, and it's all fundamentally evil. But uh, some people think that if, if you got rid of the government money money racket, uh, you know, that, that government would would have to shrink by by something like fifty, sixty percent. Uh, some people say it would be all of it. You know, if you got rid of if you if you took away the the money racket at, under, underneath government or behind government, that it's just it's gone. It's it's unsustainable with just that. But let's go a little further here, right? Look at the internet itself. We are still just starting to realize the potential of the internet. If you look at everything that it's capable of, I mean, blockchain might be the adolescence of the internet. Now we have blockchain, and, and, and we're just starting to realize the potential of blockchain. We were just talking earlier, like you could have, you, you could completely destroy the music industry. And, and I don't mean completely destroy the, excuse me, I take that back, uh, the record industry. Let's put it that way. The, the music I know you. Uh, ownership and distribution industry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The control act. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, already you see with the Internet, uh, you know, a huge fundamental shift in the nature of the music industry and how it operates. So that's just, you know, one element of this. 3D printing, right? 3D printing. Manufacturing disappears when you can manufacture anything you want in your home. Now, sidebar here. This is, this is going to blow your mind, okay? We know that we have computers that are getting faster, doubling every 18 months in speed. We know that they're getting smaller and better integrated with our bodies. We now have, uh, you know, supercomputers in our pockets connected to this uh, unheard of wealth of, of, of human knowledge and, and information on, on the Internet. And uh, eventually they're going to be directly connected to our brains. We already have scientists in laboratories that are able to read your thoughts. Now, very, very, very uh, simple thoughts now. They can have you think of a number, they can read your brain waves, and they can tell you what number you're thinking of. The, the, like, whoa, that's, that's, that's incredible. Now, again, in its infancy with this technology, where is that going to go? It's going to keep getting better and better and better and more and more detailed until you're going to have a computer that can be able to, that's going to be able to, you know, help you compose three objects in your mind. 
Now, with 3D printing, we already have in laboratories molecular-level 3D printing. We can assemble atoms into molecules one at a time. Now, that technology, like all technologies, gets cheaper, faster, better, smaller, more widely distributed. Now, we also have uh, people working. Now, this is something that already exists. Uh, they can suck pollution out of the air and physically reconstitute it into spindles of plastic to go into a 3D printer. Oh, that's perfect. Which means that eventually you will have a computer, and not necessarily embedded in your skull. It could just be like in your ear or something, you know, or in your contact lens or who knows. But you're eventually going to have a computer attached to your head that controls a 3D printer on your fingertip that is able to suck atoms out of the air and create whatever it is you can think of or download, which means we're all about to be freaking wizards. Wizards! You're going to be a wizard, you, within your lifetime. And here's the best part of this. 